Everybody, we are back on Verbal Assault Livestream. I'm your host, Marky Devereaux, with my co-host, Samuel Kuchera. We are a political podcast. We talk about real issues, real people, and real time. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of our real people today. It's just me and Sam today. We decided to go a little bit lighter. Everyone seems to have gotten, uh, I don't know, if they've gotten COVID diarrhea or they're having COVID divorces or or they're just like COVID depressed. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, um, we are taping remotely. I am coming from New York City and New York, uh, right up here in Harlem. I know that, uh, Sam, you're coming to us from the Connecticut coastline, and um, we got a few things we can talk about. Um, for those of us that are joining us, even though our show is a little bit lighter today, uh, you can you hopefully have subscribed already on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, we're also listener supported. So whether you are on, on one of our anchor platforms, Patreon or Twitch, if you like what you are hearing, I don't care if you're giving us a dollar. I don't care if you're giving us $5 or you're giving us $50 or, or $500. Give, 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 because that allows us to give. Um, that allows us to keep creating great content for you guys. So um, me being your co-host, I'm a registered independent. Eileen left, and Samuel, uh, your co-host, is uh, right-leaning independent, and we are very good friends, but politically, we have completely different points of view. Sam, why do you think that is? Uh, just because I'm a Trump supporter, and I think that there's a lot of Trump supporters out there who just won't admit it, and it's not about liking the man. It's just that people take him personally, which which they shouldn't be. They should just let the man do All right. Job. They should let the man do his job. I'm glad that you said that. Here is here is something that has me baffled. Today's subject on this Monday, April the 20th, is who is caring for those that are caring for us? Right now, we're having delivery people that are delivering food in extreme weather. We are having 25% of, let me, let me correct myself, 20% of New York City's police force is out because of COVID-19 exposure. We have situations where transit workers who are working on subways and buses in New York City Transit here in New York, uh, they are they are calling out. They are trying to take sick days and their employees will not let them take sick days. So let's come to the healthcare system because most of us here in New York at about seven o'clock we go ahead and we give those healthcare workers uh, thank you. Our way of saying thank you to those New York City healthcare workers, and this is the epicenter of the COVID virus. So, Sam, I'd like to just throw this question out there. Why are healthcare workers protesting in the streets? You have said we should be letting Donald Trump do his job. Why do you think these people are protesting? I don't know. Why are they? Pro- I think they're protesting because, um, uh, as I understand, they're not they don't have enough PPE, personal protection equipment, meaning the gowns, the masks, the gloves. So uh, they're probably protesting those issues. Uh, that's what I'm aware of from before. Anyway, um, maybe they're working too many long hours. I've heard I have a, a doctor friend in Connecticut who told me that she's working sometimes 16-hour days. So, um, but we only have X amount of a workforce and they have a lot of work to do. So it's, it's, it's understandable. Just hopefully that they don't spend all of the time protesting because then who is, who is taking care of the sick? Well, if the hospital workers are sick, the question um, today will be who's taking care of them. So, Judging by what I'm witnessing is I don't see a situation here where they're getting 
the care that they need. If someone is having to work a 16-hour day, then someone needs a solid eight hours of sleep. Um, I'm told that the coronavirus uh, has struck California hospital workers hard and that um, the LA Times is saying that they have 175 cases. And I'm like, damn, 175 cases? But brother, do, do, do... do, do you think that Trump could be doing more right now? Do you think he could be doing more? He wants to take credit when things are going well, but when things are not going well, suddenly it becomes the job of the governors and the mayors. Well, describe what you mean when you say not going well. Well, if people don't have masks and gloves and they're wearing plastic bags and they have to care for those that have been exposed to this virus, then I would say that things aren't going well. Okay, And I know that's an understatement, but I would have to say that. No, I agree with you. It's very unfortunate. Um, I don't think that's something you can put on the current president. Uh, in, in terms of being prepared, governments, governments, local governments, like uh, state by state, they were meant to be prepared uh, sometime after the SARS incidents. Uh, they were meant to stock up and prepare for these issues. If they didn't, you blame those governors. You blame the ones who are running the hospital. You can't take that straight to the top. The top. Well, the top would have okay. been the people and they would have left instructions back then. Mm. Well, it's understood by many that when Trump came into office, one of the things that he disbanded was the uh, task force that was supposed to handle pandemics. Now we've got a situation where the country is essentially underprepared. We've got, uh, and, and this is a crisis that he was actually informed about quite a few months ago that the potential for a pandemic is there. No. Now we have the pandemic. Um, we, 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 we've, we've seen the guy downplay it, downplay it, downplay it. This is a democratic cre- creation. They're just trying to ruin the economy and all this foolishness has been said. And now we're caught with our pants down. So okay. if Let you if, go ahead, you want to add something? Yeah, I want to correct you. So uh, you're saying that everyone was under, you're saying that th- this president was underprepared. Uh, and that he was well informed. Actually, in the early, we as a country are underprepared. We as a country, and and we might be. Yes, um, but, but there's been a lot of changes and a lot of um, a lot of uh, advancement in, def- in in creating our own things to be prepared and to and to ramp it up and to be ready for it. But in terms of the president being underprepared because he was well informed early in the in this whole thing, uh, that's a big fallacy. In fact. Um, back when he was informed, he also has to take instruction or direction from the WHO. He has to take cues from them. And the cues that he took was the WHO coming from their own lips, from the the director's lips, was this is not a pandemic and there's nothing to be worried about. Okay? Ah. WHO, the World Health Organization. All right? So they are Right. Where are they based out of? Excuse me? We, I said, where are they based out of the WHO? Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Where they're okay. based? I'm not sure. But anyway, it's the World Health so Organization. Neither one of us are sure. Okay. It's an organization that is responsible for doing due diligence in each country that is a member country. It's, it's sort of a membership organization. And they are supposed to look after all the health issues in a country in every country that is a member country. Now, the president of the WHO, the CEO or president of the WHO, is an Ethiopian man. Um, to, I can't pronounce his name. Toledo, something like this. This guy okay. has told everyone, well, he's told everyone back in December, it's not his fault. So China has misinformed him. China said to him that everything is under control. It is not uh, escaping at all. But in fact, this is in December now, but in fact, um, China had locked down and started the, the process of locking down Wuhan, right? However, domestically, you could not go in or out, but they had 5 million travelers, Chinese travelers leaving Wuhan and exporting this disease, this illness all over the world. 
because they didn't lock them out internationally. Right. So, but Sam, um, that doesn't. That's still not explaining my 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 initial question. And my initial question is, why are we underprepared? Well, I've already answered that. That would go back to previous administrations, which I was not here in the country for. However, I do understand that when SARS struck, um, after it was handled, however it was handled, <clears throat> however poorly or not so poorly, however it was handled, after that, the world knew, or sorry, Americans knew that a pandemic could bring this country to its knees. And yet... I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you didn't. I'm an American. Uh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that a pandemic, that that a virus, could bring this country to its knees, and you were here. I know that New York City was testing. Yeah. You knew that New York City what? New York City has been testing uh, in their subways, uh, and New York City is run by a Democratic mayor and a Democratic governor, who 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 I might add have been fighting each other. Uh, like two like two imbeciles in the playpen. So that that you know, and that yeah. that negates the Democrats' argument sometimes when they're asking for money. But you were saying, Sam, go ahead. Yeah, but are you talking about the current, um, the current Democratic mayor and governor, or the previous? Y- yes, yes, both of them have been in for two terms. Oh, okay, okay. Well, anyway, they are the ones who should have been preparing for a pandemic. They are the ones. They had all the information, they had all the stats, they had all the numbers, they had all the they had all the uh, information regarding what they have in stock and what they don't have in stock. It was their responsibility. Okay, here here here's my problem with all of that. Um, we had a discussion about a week, I believe it was last week, when we said when there is a shooting in a school, a mass shooting. Who is responsible to make the decisions within that school? And one of the things that everyone went silent on, is it the teacher in the classroom or is it the principal overseeing the campus and the grounds at that time? Some of us went as far as to say, well, it's the superintendent, but the superintendent is not on the grounds. And here we're looking at a situation where when a president comes into office, they have to be briefed by experts. Um, the concern that I have here is that if Trump is a genius, as some of us like to call him, and if he's a business person, as some of us like to refer to him as, how is your country unprepared when you are supposed to be surrounding yourself with experts? And he did. And once again, the previous administration was responsible for that. He inherited. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, brother. Hold on. He's been in office over three years. We can't keep talking about the previous administration. That is correct. Okay, so, Barack Obama had to clean up the Bush, Bush mess. So say Trump had to clean up the Barack Obama mess, but. Trump was able to come into a situation where the economy was on an upswing because of eight years of someone else setting up that trajectory. Now, what I have is this president, he's saying, the economy is great, the economy is great, the economy is great. Let's cut taxes. Let's cut taxes. Let's let's create a situation where certain people are able to get money back. Now, that money... And if this is a Republican president, if he's a true Republican, then he's all about stocking up the military. And right now, would you not admit that we are at war? We have we have a military that is we have a military that is operating after the fact. Would you mm-hmm. would you agree with me in that regard? I'm not sure. You said we what have a I'm saying, what I'm saying after what fact? After the fact of ships not being able to dock at their port, okay, and we're some of us are blaming that on the Royal Caribbean or the Royal Dutch Princess or whatever we're calling these different cruise lines, where we're, we were getting information, bits and pieces, and the president has to always be able to get 
the most recent information that may impact a country economically or health-wise. The president has to be able to get that information. So if you're telling me that the president of who, which which I found out is located in um, Geneva, Switzerland, which is in a neutral country, uh, I'm sorry, the organization is located in Switzerland, but the president of this particular organization is located in Ethiopia. See, I, I find that we often are blaming an African country or an Asian country for, for, for our shortcomings. When does Trump take responsibility and when is he held accountable that we could have done a little bit better? You, 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 you leaning left people, I don't understand you sometimes. You, you're so, your, your demeanor is so anti-American, even though you are American. It is, it's, 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 it's almost hilarious to me. But I'm an entrepreneur, and I want to know when the CEO is held accountable. But you're so desperately trying to make him be held accountable for something. No, no, no. This is business. This is business. In a situation that he is trying desperately to clean up. And and But why is he desperate? That's my question. And he's trying to balance that with restarting the economy. And you're telling, and you're okay, speaking, but- oh, it is, this is some, some easy job that you can just, you yourself can walk into an office and make it happen overnight. Really, I believe well, you but, but, but in order- on how to balance people's health with restarting the economy. This is going to be a very okay. serious challenge. But I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about restarting the economy. I'm not. I'm not worried about restarting the economy right now. Right now, I'm worried about saving lives in preparation for the next situation. Why do we not? The at the same time, you're in deep trouble, man. Deep shit. You got to do both. You can't just do. But how can you restart? But how can you restart an economy in a pandemic? That's. But how does re- an economy get? This is the challenge. This is the challenge that you Democrats seem to overlook. This is the challenge. But, sir, I'm not a Democrat. And you say you're not a Republican. The question is a very good one. How to restart the economy within the pandemic? That's a very good question. Good. Now, now that you've you've asked it, what do you suggest? Well, first of all, I've not run for president of the United States. Um, If I had run for president. Okay, hold on. If I had run for president of the United States, you can best believe I'd surround myself with the smartest political people possible. Okay. I would have experts that will be able to brief me in areas that I'm weak in. What I'm seeing here is I'm seeing a person that wants to claim authority, but in the but but in the role of the uh, of authority. You have to be able to have a clear perspective on what's happening around you. And when you and don't you know the answers. Deficiency. You find there's a deficiency there? What I find is that we're unprepared. Right. But you Are did we say, prepared for what's happening right now? You did say surround yourself with the best possible professionals. Is that right? I did. But when but when they're when, when they're coming in and coming out so frequently, I don't know who he's surrounded with because because that that circle of people keeps changing. Well, within can, this pandemic, can we admit that? This crisis, no, within this crisis, no, we cannot admit that. Within this crisis, the circle has been the same. So no, we cannot agree. Okay. So what you're saying to me is that in the past two months, there's been no change. So let's negate the change that's been happening over the past three years. Let's focus on the, just the last two months, that okay? Be, because that that's all that matters. And everything that led up to the two months, let's negate it. Yes? Let's negate all those other issues and focus on the one issue that you are discussing. And you are discussing, you, you, you mentioned how the, there's always a change, there's a constant change, but that change is prior to the, the pandemic crisis. So let us just focus on the pandemic crisis because that is your topic. Yeah? Well, my, more, my, my, and, my t- and my main question is why we're so underprepared? Okay. Why are the health... Well, let's, ask, let's ask, ask a different question. Is it fair to ask folks... Um, to come into work and risk their lives. Is that fair? 
Uh, wow, that's a tough question, huh? It is very so tough. Let, so let's suppose, let's suppose under this administration or any other administration that there is a pandemic crisis. You still have the same question. Is it fair to ask people to come in and reform? Yeah. So under the Obama administration, which I was not here for once again, yeah, when the SARS struck. But but how do we but how do we deflect back to the Obama administration when you were in a different country? Excuse me. What was the question? I said, how do we? How do you? How are you constantly asking questions about the Obama administration and making claims when you're you're admitting? To us that you were not in the country. I'm not making any claims. I was asking. I was asking a question. The question is, how would you, uh, the the question is really to bounce off of your previous? Would you ask people back in the Obama administration? Is it possible that you would come to work in such a crisis and risk your life? That's not the question that I'm asking. The question that, that I'm asking is present. We're going to Obama, and Obama's not in office. We I'm can't not blame Obama. Obama's Hillary's not there. Obama's not there. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Pelosi. We're gonna talk about Schumer, but the buck stops with the CEO. If you're going to take credit for the good, then you have to take responsibility for the negative. That's right. I agree with. And you. my question was, my question is, is it fair to ask folks to come into work and risk their lives? Now, you yes, have uh, you have hot you your thing. It is fair. You can ask and they can decline. There it is. I mean, just to okay, simply- so if they Okay. So if they decline, do we do do we take away their opportunity to work? If if this nurse you're ta- if you, this nurse you're talking about has worked sixteen hour days, does it make sense to ask her to come in and work another sixteen hours a day if she hasn't had eight hours of sleep? Does it make sense to ask her to come into work if she doesn't have the face mask? You would um, hope which, there would be a rolling um, roster. You would hope there would be a rolling okay. roster. But in terms of the health, the health you would hope. You would do in terms of the health professionals coming to work in a pandemic crisis like this. Yes, it is fair. Why? Because they signed up for that when they when they decided when they made the decisions themselves to go to medical school. They were being prepped for issues like this. Whether they are prepared, like fundamentally with their with their PPE, their personal protection equipment, the gowns, the masks, and all that, that's yeah, that that needed to be there. I agree with you. Yes. Okay, so we're in a, we're in agreement there. So now we finally have a situation where Tesla is stepping up the uh, the automaker who makes the electric cars. We finally have a situation where Ferrari is stepping up and saying, we're going to make respirators. Ferrari in Italy. We now have a situation where companies are creating face shields. They are making these decisions as businesses. But it it, it, it always makes me revert back to why didn't the president, why is the president not saying as a country, here's what I'm going to, I'm, 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 I'm going to make an executive call here, and here's what we need. Just the same way we had in World War II, you're not going to use metal. Unless it is, it, unless it is essential, you're going to take your metal because we need the metal to create bullets. We need certain items to create protection for our troops. We need certain things to make sure that our planes can fly. So, you know what? Gasoline for non-essential services is not going to happen because we're fighting a world war and we're fighting the Nazis. Right now, we're fighting a virus. We're fighting a virus that's coming out of a country which supposedly um, – I I don't know if we're neutral with the country. I don't know if we're considering them an enemy, but we've done business with this country. You, Sam, have lived in this country. You've lived in China. You've lived in China for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I don't think on and off. Okay. I don't think you would have lived in China unless something was going well. Um, Let me ask you on a personal level, what kept you going back? Business. Strictly business. Okay. Um. You know, and, 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 and another thing I'd like to ask, um, I'd like to ask why there still are not enough tests for every single American to be tested. 
they're working on it. Do you, do you all ever? Of, all of those things yeah. are being created. All of those things are being created and worked on as we speak. You know, you were mentioning about Ferrari and Tesla and all these companies. You didn't mention yes. GM. Yes. You didn't mention all these other little companies that are even. I did not. I did not because those are those those are companies that under executive order would have had to follow a protocol and they would have had to make that a priority. But there's been no executive order given. It's a free for all. Hold on. Hold on. You 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 you're correct, but not. So there has been a, a, a directive. It's called the DPA, the Defense Protection Act. The president did disclose that, did uh, 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 take that on board. But the companies, only one company, it was necessary to enact it on, which was GM. All the other companies did the right thing before the president even had the chance to enact it. There was no reason for the president to give direction to the other companies because they had already pitched Why it. not? GM is the only but, one that but, but, GM was the only one that started to pitch in. Then they withheld, then they stopped, and they changed their mind. And then the and then the president said, "No, you must." And now they are. So every other now company, they are every other company, every other company has has uh, joined the directive without being told they had to. Okay, so let me get this right. G- uh, so we're talking January, February, March, April. 12 weeks later, now you must, 12 whole weeks, 12 weeks of, of death, no, no, 12 no, no, weeks no, no, of confusion. I'm sorry? Your timeline is off. Okay, so what's what's off? Tell me. So once again, uh, be, um, back in January, nothing was really happening, right? Because um, it had pretty much just flared up here in the U.S., it, no, sorry. It didn't even flare up. Like you didn't have your first case until I think the middle of January. And with that case number one, Trump made the decision to to um, to shut down the airline, direct flights from China to the U.S. By February 3rd, that was enacted, right? Then he was called racist and everything else. You had Democrats like Pelosi, de Blasio. Um, you had all of these people saying... Um, don't worry about this. It's not a big deal. Go out, have your ice cream, go and have your meals. I didn't hear that from Pelosi or Schumer. I heard that from Trump. Uh, well, you know, it's easy to find it on YouTube. No problem. Okay, no, 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 no. But, but Trump said it, right? Trump said that they said. I, no, Trump said it is it is it is a, a a simple thing. It'll go away in a matter of time. It'll be done with. We'll have a vaccine in a couple of weeks. Yes, 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 yes. And that is because his instructions were coming from his professionals, including the WHO, including the ah. WHO. They were the first ones to say this is nothing to worry about. China has it under control. They were the first ones to say that. Hence why uh, that president of the WHO is under investigation at the moment, because they're finding that he was paid off by China. Okay, so the Asi- so the Asians and the Africans don't get it together, but but Trump is not an Asian or an African. He's, a, he's an American. He's Caucasian. And he has access to the most resources. So if you have access to the most resources, then you should ha- have access to those people the resources can be the the experts that give you the resources in this case is is the who because china as you know communist country they have the iron curtain no one can look behind the curtain period so whatever china puts out is what they put out and the world stupidly has accepted that but that sounds like Russia. That sounds like Nazi Germany, and the, and the and that sounds like Iran. And the list can go on and on. Well, there is no Nazi Germany anymore, and those other countries that you mentioned, yes, they are the same. But in saying that, China is the main one. China is the Iron Curtain that no one looks behind. So whatever the Iron Curtain, whatever the, uh, China relayed to the WHO, everyone took their instruction from the WHO. That was the next line of defense, the next line of information. But, you know, or the WHO. 
But Sam, Trump is not the type of person that takes direction from people. He he gets information from people and he does what he wants to do. He's proven that time and time again, diplomatically. He's proven that again, um, you know, executive wise. And he's he's done that in his personal life. He doesn't follow the rules. He does what he wants to do. He makes so how is that an excuse? He makes the rules. So what's your point? The point is, is that if he makes the rules, then no matter what someone said to him, he was going to decide to do what he wanted to do. Well, in the so, end, yeah, but but he's gonna take he's gonna um, listen to hit the experts first, and then in the end make a decision. He listened to the experts oh. when they said this is not a pandemic, this is nothing to worry about. But he still shut down the direct flights from China, and you all okay. But but okay, so so yes, yeah, so so let's say I did call him a racist. Okay, but in moving back, I still have hospital workers that are in New York City that are under extreme duress. So how is it that? I have enough face masks and gloves for the U.S. military operating in those um, transformed medical facilities and units being used for medical purposes. But hospital workers that are dealing with everyday citizens, they don't have what they need. Does a pandemic discriminate or should everybody be given resources and should everybody be allowed to test so we can know who has it and we can isolate these people? So in the moment, they're increasing the amount of tests available to the people. In the moment, we've done the most testing. I believe it's over three million at the moment. Okay. Um, And who's getting the test though? Excuse me? Who's getting the tests? Uh... I don't know. I just sell a book. The president of Brazil, like one needs to be a celebrity or a head of state to get a test. No, no, no. Regular people getting tests too. I mean, there's not 3 million of these, these um, high profile people. So of course, regular people are getting tested as well. Okay. But we can't get tested in New York unless we're hospitalized. Look, I don't know. I, I really don't know all the conditions behind getting tested. Uh-huh. But I do know yes. that they're working on. I do know that they're working on making it available to everyone, right? Okay. I mean, and who's they? Drive-through testing centers, right? Like you've heard of that, right? But what if you don't have a car? Well, I mean, it, that's just one example, right? It, that means that it is being made available to everybody. Uh, that's not true. You said testing. You said drive-through testing centers. So in order to go through a drive-through, one must have a car. Most people in New York City don't have a car or access said, to a car. As I said, that was just an example. It okay. Means, ah. it, means, it means that it's being made available to everyone. You know, a celebrity is not going to do a drive-through testing. Okay, that's my I, point. I'm sorry. Well, well, I'm confused because if we have all of these high profile people getting immediate access to these tests and I live in New York City and I don't have access to a car, does this mean that I should call an Uber so that I can drive through a testing site and go through an area like Westchester County or or Staten Island or or Nassau County, Long Island, which happen to vote Republican or New Jersey, parts of New Jersey, which happen to vote Republican and suddenly I have access to a test? Should I call an Uber in order to get a test? The drive-through test was just an example to say that it is being available to everyone. That's, but it see, this is where I'm holding you accountable. When you say not, everyone, it is not to everyone say doesn't have a car. Testing is your only means of going of going to get a test. It is not to say that. It is to say that it is being made available to everyone, and that is just one okay. way, one method, one da- one way to go ahead and go get your test. Great, but you're missing my point. And my point is, is that if it's available to everyone, then where does everyone go who does not drive through? Where do they go? I don't know just yet. I don't know off the top of my head. Yes, but I do know because it's not available to everyone. It is available, but just where is your question? And I don't know where. Ah, so we're in agreement here. So we're in agreement. It's available to those. Huh? We're in agreement that that it is available to everyone who have the information of where to go to. Yes. Um, so if I knew where to go get a test right now, I would choose if I want to go and get that test or not. Ain't that right? If I had a car, I would go to the drive-through. If I knew the location right. where to walk in, I would go to a walk-in. That's my. So opinion. I'm just curious why New York City has to manufacture their own tests. 
as when New York right. City, as opposed to Long Island, Staten Island, uh, Westchester County, Long Island is not New York City. Right. Westchester so County want, is not New York City. So don't you want it in New York City? Yes, but so New York City doesn't have the availability. You're saying, you're saying, your question would be what I'm saying is, is wondering why New what York I'm saying, manufacture their own tests. What because they're not to available to everyone, which negates your last point. <laughs> <laughs> so, see aha those are your words again so it's available to everyone if you know where to go to get it if and you if have you have a car area, if you happen to drive through it's available it's available okay no not everyone is in the know and i think that's more important okay so um you know it's 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 um we're in agreement um, but, 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 but we're not in agreement of who should be held accountable. And right now I need my president to be presidential and I need him stepping up and I need executive orders and we need them coming quick. Um, you know, uh, I, I want executive orders for getting testing kits made for getting mass made mass. People are still getting masks coming from China. They're still being shipped over from China. And let, and right let, now I be, believe that. that we shouldn't be getting anything from China. China actually has... A directive of their own, and that is not only are they producing for themselves, but they are also ordering masks from every other country. They're vacuuming all the masks and all the PPEs that they can for their own people. Okay, so actually we're in, we're in competition against them now. So less right. are being oh. ordered, less are being ordered, and more are are starting to get created now. So the okay. manufacturing of the mask and other PPE equipment is being done here on site, right now. So. so- um, Right now, they're going to use the garment industry. It has it's been underused for several years, apparently. Now they're going to use the garment industry to start making the gowns and the gloves. Well, I think the gloves too. But the gowns for sure. Ah, right? okay. And whose decision is that? A million, a million something, a million feet, a million tons, a million something, a million something of of material is leaving. Uh, Carolina to come on up to New York. They're going to begin producing these gowns this week. Okay, so now twelve weeks in, we may get some gowns for our hospital workers. Um, you know, I'm 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 just going to say, you know, my my next question is: Are we creating a a ticking time bomb for workers who are already under duress? <coughs> Pardon, our healthcare system already had issues. It already had issues. And in essence, we already had people working 16-hour days. Now we're having them work 16-hour days without equipment and exposure to a life-threatening, possible life-threatening illness. Um, I mean, Sam, would you say we're creating a ticking time bomb from your point of view? No, I don't think so. I think that I think this was a story in the making. A story in the making in what regard? Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. If if the previous administration, the government, the mayors, if they were properly prepared for a pandemic to occur in the event that it would occur, I believe I believe that um some of these questions that you have would not be, be getting asked. But since they weren't you have you have this right to ask these questions about you know ticking time bomb and and we're underprepared and things like that. I think placing blame is 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 not appropriate. Not in this case. I think it's easy to do, but I don't think it's appropriate. Um, I think this whole thing is just a story in the making because there was no preparedness from the previous administrations. No, 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 no. I can't. I can't accept that. And you know why I can't accept that? Because three years in, three years in, you should you should have a rhythm in. You're almost at the halfway point. Uh, you, you're past the halfway point in your first term. You should have a rhythm on on and, and you should have a, a, a fallback when things when you're coming up short, there should be a plan A, a plan B and a plan C. These are how executives do things. We're 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 caught with we're caught with our pants down. If we're giving away money back 
to corporations, if we're telling the American people, here's a tax cut for you, the government has too much money. Now we need those respirators, and, and, and supposedly New York City has enough to get them through the next week. But if should, there should be a sudden spike in these numbers if we should suddenly find out that there's an extreme level of exposure. And if more people become hospitalized, because everybody that's in need is not being hospitalized. They're saying that if you should get a fever or have symptoms, stay at home three or four days. But what if you don't make it to the fourth day? Then you may become a body. So, um, you know, I ask about being the ticking time bomb and under duress because I would think right now that we wouldn't need volunteers that the United States would be saying to people, hey, if you work in the medical field, we'll pay you time and a half. Come back to work. We need you. It's going to cost the United States more money to not have these people. So if we're paying the military who have some health care training, we should be paying the health care workers who have absolute health care training. Now, one thing I do know is that um, someone that I'm associated with who works in uh, – they work in one of the top uh, supermarkets – I believe the supermarket is Trader Joe's, which is which some refer to as the poor man's Whole Foods. Uh, and most of you know the Whole Foods is owned by Amazon, but Trader Joe's is not. Uh, Trader Joe's, this person is receiving hazard pay because they're working in that environment. They need more money to be able to buy hydrogen peroxide, to be able to buy um, gloves or masks or or hand sanitizer, but that's if these things are available. So what I'm focused on in this conversation is the if. At this point right now, I'm looking at a situation where as far as I'm concerned, none of this stuff should be taken from China. We can't trust China at all. And Sam, I think that you and I are in agreement in that regard. But um, definitely, we're definitely in agreement that business in China should be minimalized to the point where maybe it needs to cease to exist because we don't know what we're actually getting. We don't know what we're getting food-wise. We're told that tuna that we get from China may not be tuna. Um, we're told that uh, health items that we're getting from China may be compromised. We're told that if this virus can live on objects and those objects travel, well, then the items that we're getting may be infected. So at this point in time, I don't know when China will regain the world's trust. But right now, I don't see that in the immediate foreseeable future. Uh, so lastly, I'd like to mention the fact that one of the largest uh, companies – in the United States, if not the world, Amazon, which is owned by Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos also owns the Washington Post, and Washington Post has made it clear that they're not friends of Donald Trump. Um, Amazon has fired uh, protesters. So the same way that the hospital workers were protesting against uh the hospital workers are protesting against the conditions that they're working into because they're putting their lives at risk. The Amazon workers are saying the same thing. They got together and they protest. Should Amazon have the right to fire the protesters? Now, mind you, the protest took place in Staten Island. This is a primarily Republican district where uh, this plant is located. And if some of you remember back when Amazon wanted to locate to Queens, which is a Democratic, a mostly a Democratic county, uh, AOC, who represents the, this particular part of Queens, was ridiculed because she said, unless they can maintain certain worker standards, then the company should not be receiving public subsidy. Now we have Amazon firing uh, protesters in Staten Island. Sam, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think it's in the Constitution, the right to, to um, rally and protest and gather, you know, public gatherings and things like that. That's a, I think that's a constitutional right. But that doesn't have to be a company 
right? It could be company policy that you don't. I don't know. Um, look, I'm not really clear on it, but what I can say is that um, uh, Jeff Bezos, I guess he doesn't like people. That that protest could be against Amazon itself. It might not be against anything else, whether right. it be virus or politics or whatever. It just could be something within Amazon. And so he can he can easily take it personal because he knows that there'd be other people to fill those positions. So, um, yeah, that's company policy, man. You can't do anything about that. Many years ago, I used to work sure. for the party of New York, New Jersey. We had a union. So if we protested, we everything was run through the union. The union got the permission, got the paperwork, whatever they had to do to get that before we could have a, a, a union protest or strike or whatever. Right. But when but but I guess it goes back to the whistleblower laws. When you have a situation where someone where something is so severe that you're putting the American public at risk, would we not admit that these people are doing a public duty cool. to bring light at uh, the Amazon workers? Right. Are they doing a public you, duty? Don't know. Uh, well, what were they protesting? No. What were they protesting? Uh, they're protesting not having proper equipment. They're protesting exposure. They're protesting uh, the working conditions. I would say that's a public service. Okay, so this leads me back to uh, what we talked about previously about balancing, like President Trump balancing, um, taking care of people's lives and health, and simultaneously restarting the economy. This is going to be a serious challenge, and I foresee that there's going to be a lot of people who are going to say, once the economy get, gets restarted, right, people start going back to work, right? Something's going to happen. Someone's going to die, and someone's going to go to a lawyer and say, okay, let's sue the government. Let's do it a class action lawsuit. All of these people died because he restarted the the the, the economy. And so, you're but we're not there of, yet. Yeah, but it's going to happen because that's exactly what you're talking about right now. On a small, on a micro scale, you're talking about these Amazon workers protesting Amazon to say that they don't have proper protection. So the question is, what is proper protection? Because the job that you have, that they have, is to, let's say, deliver boxes. Let's say, um, you know, taking boxes in and out of storage, delivery. I mean, that's primarily what they're set up for. They're set up for logistics, right? So if that's their job, yeah, what else can Amazon do to, to give them protection? And, and, and where, who are they protecting themselves from? From other workers? Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Should they not be? So you have, okay, so you have a job that you choose to go to work to every single day, and now you're saying that my job is not protecting me. Okay, so then they, they do have the right to protest. But that's on that level. When you build it, when you put that into a macro scale, of the government and the and, and the U.S. citizens. That's why I said to you earlier, to have that balance is going to be a serious, serious challenge for the president because there are going to be lawsuits. People are going to try to sue because someone died after the economy was restarted, right? So there has to be okay, but has to be a clause in there that says you do not have to go to work yet, right? We're going to restart the economy. If you choose to go to work, it's because you think that you are, are are prepared enough and you are safe enough. And and if you did do that, it's between you and your company, not the country, not the government. See, All right. Well, you know, go back to work. A lot of people want to go back to work. I'm I'm looking I'm looking at this in a couple of ways. I'm looking at this because uh with just with, with what we've had recently with people coming out and speaking against the president, when we had the whole impeachment thing, we saw a lot of retaliation. What what Amazon is doing here is a retaliatory act. When you when your workers are saying we're not in a safe environment, we are putting our lives at risk. And you say like the, the these healthcare workers, you know, where ten to twenty percent of them are being are are, are are developing this virus, but they're not being hospitalized because they're not being given priority. And then you need to utilize your sick days, and you're told you can't utilize your sick days because we we're we're at an extreme labor shortage. You must come back to work. That is like that is like here in New York City, 
we have the sick leave law. And so what, what, we're, what we're told is, is that if you have the flu, if you have a situation where you're worried about losing your income, please stay home. If the employer exceeds a certain amount of employees, the employer must cover the sick leave. Now, see, this, this, this will take us all back to, you know, sick leave. This takes us back to universal health care coverage. This takes us back to uh, whistleblower laws and things like that. Uh, we're looking at someone like uh, Chelsea Manning, and we're saying to them, well, what you done was basically espionage. But if certain people did not speak up, and make us aware, we wouldn't know what our level of exposure is. So here in New York City, you have communities in Brooklyn and Queens where these rates are still increasing, but they're not increasing in Manhattan. And one of my business colleagues has told me, well, uh, there are a great deal of Haitian Americans and Filipino Americans uh, that work in the healthcare industry. Because these people work in the healthcare industry, they're being exposed to this virus. And what's happening is these people are bringing this virus back to their communities, and then we have a whole situation that we're dealing with. Um, so what's your thoughts on that, Sam? Give me, give me some input here. So the government has permitted essential workers to go to work. I believe I, I'm. I'm. I'm just thinking outside the box. Uh, having worked for the Port Authority of New York, New Jersey, for over t- for about ten years, many years ago, I I believe if you have a serious pandemic crisis like the one that we're experiencing right now, and you work in an essential service, that protection would be afforded to you as best as possible. I think that the flip side to that would also be you might also have the choice, not for a hospital worker, but let's say logistics like Amazon. I think Amazon, being a logistics company, it is essential because they do keep the, the country still operating to some degree. Um, I believe that they would offer some of the employees options. You can stay home if you don't feel safe or you can come to work. If those people have decided to go to work, I think that some responsibility needs to be taken upon themselves. I think everybody shares in that. Everybody should share in that. There's a lot of people who are not working that wish that they were working. There's a lot of people that are working that probably wish that they were not working. But in some cases, like the hospital, you've got to go to work, man, because that's what you signed up for when you went to school for this shit. I don't know if people sign up to be exposed to a pandemic. No and I don't know if people nah, 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 nah. don't 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 a police go, officer risks their life to, to take a bullet. A, a firefighter risks their lives that there is a possibility they can be caught in a fire. But I don't think a healthcare worker is going to go into a situation thinking that they don't have the proper equipment, that they're not going to be given the basics like a face mask sorry, sorry, or gloves. Sorry, bro. You're talking out of your ass. If someone is, ah, is, I'm talking is, out of my ass someone, to cover healthcare if someone, workers. If someone is a respiratory therapist, and then they have a patient who is experiencing respiratory difficulties, that is their job. Period. If you want to attribute it to the pandemic or to or to a baby flu, it doesn't matter. They are a respiratory therapist. They have to do their job. That's what you signed up for. But you want to do your job with the proper tools, correct? Correct. A chef signs up to do his or her job, but you wouldn't ask a chef to go into a kitchen that doesn't have a fire extinguisher. You wouldn't ask a chef to go into a kitchen. That's right. You wouldn't, ask I'm sorry? you wouldn't ask a police officer to go to work without his bulletproof vest. But he still can get but shot. Here. He still can get shot. This is true. This is true. So why are my healthcare workers expected to go in without masks and gloves? But they're not expected to go in without masks and gloves. They do go in with masks and gloves. If there but was some of them are being terminated. To, to, for what? They're being terminated. terminated because they're saying, I'm sick. I don't have the proper uh, tools and or hardware to do my job. Well, that's a different When you issue. have a whole industry of, well, 
They should not be terminated the, if they don't have. If they if the hospital did not provide what they need to work, then they should not be terminated. I agree with that point. Okay. Okay. But if they have, and, if they and, have what if they have the necessary equipment, the PPE that they're supposed to have, then they got to go to work, bro. That's their job. <laughs> Very right leaning. You got to go to work. <laughs> what we're seeing right, we're, okay. What we're seeing right now is we're seeing. Um, we're seeing the mindset of, of the left-leaning independent saying, hey, let's look out for the people and let's look out for their safety. And we're seeing the right-leaning independent say, hey, we got to get the economy going. And, it, and it's just funny how we have that contrast. Um, I would like to add a couple of more things before I do um, attempt to close out the show. Um it's been brought to my attention that between 10 and 20% of the U.S. coronaviruses are healthcare workers, um, and they're being hospitalized at lower lower rates, and that's according to NBC News. Uh, I'd also like to mention the fact that Amazon, um, I guess, you know, Amazon doesn't like bad press. And CEO Jeff Bezos has said that the online giant is developing COVID-19 testing capabilities as a first step uh, of regular checks on its employees globally. I'm not sure why that isn't being done for the nation um, because we have uh, trailers that are being filled with bodies and they're being dumped on an island here in New York City and some of these bodies are not being claimed. The deaths are happening so frequently that some of the healthcare facilities are having a problem keeping up. Um, Sam, I want to thank you and, and ask you, is there an... an if you have if you have a minute, is it is there any last point you want to add to the subject? Um, the only thing is that I would say is that a people should be taking responsibility as much as they can. In other words, um, they know that this thing is is pretty damn bad, but they still want to go out and 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 meet their friends rather than social distancing, and they want to go back to work because they want to earn money instead of social distancing or or riding this wave through it until it's fixed. So if the president does decide to reopen the economy and they choose to go back to work, then they should not complain if one of their coworkers drops dead. I mean, it's not a nice thing, but Woo! but they also took a, they also took they also took a chance. They 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 made a decision to go ahead and do this as well, right? No one should be forced into going to work. Yeah? But if you want to go to work, you also need to take responsibility for what could happen. Because originally this was said as a shutdown, everybody should chill, but people are still going outside. People are still not wearing the mask. People think that they are immortal. They can do whatever they want to do. So take some responsibility for yourself and stop passing the buck. Stop passing the blame to the president or whoever else you don't like. Just stop it. Well, okay. Well, here, here's what I'm going to say. Um, we, we have healthcare workers that are considered essential. We have transit people that are considered essential. We have delivery food workers that are being considered essential. Uh, in my brain, listen, if you have food at home, uh, you should be able to do what you need to do. But some people don't cook, so they're ordering food out. Um, should a delivery food worker be considered an essential if they're delivering cooked food? I'm not so sure. So what's essential to one is not essential to the other. But one of the things that falls under that essential category is the media. And in putting together this show, I've had some people criticizing the fact that I would actually get on a subway train and expose myself to other people in order to record this show. And I consider this show uh, a responsibility. Every person that has been on this show in the past has been in the comfort of their own home. I do not have a laptop, and therefore I go to where there is a laptop in order to be able to record the show. So there are many circumstances that have forced people to come up with some creative solutions, and some of them involve traveling from A to B. I'd like to thank my my co-host Samuel Kachira. I'd also like to uh, thank my production manager and director Cole McManus for some of his research that he's provided to us. We are coming to you remotely from the Northeast area, I in New York, and Sam in Connecticut. 
again, we're hoping that you guys want to be part of this conversation. We're doing a recasting of the show. So if you're interested in being on the program, there is castcrew212 at gmail, C-A-S-T-C-R-E-W-212 uh, at gmail.com. Um, hopefully you subscribe to the show on Spotify Apple Podcasts, we have Google Podcasts, or any of the other 11 platforms that we are located on. And who knows, we may be beyond the 14 platforms at this point. Uh, hopefully, you will tune into tomorrow's program. Global martial law, are we sacrificing our humanity and dignity? I thank you. I'm your host, Marky Devereaux. We look forward to having you on Wednesday's program. I thank you and want you to be safe and be sane. Bye-bye. <laughs>